Why, hello, it is Adam. Welcome back to Bringing It Backwards, a podcast where both legendary and rising artists tell their own personal stories on how they achieve stardom. On this episode, we had a chance to hang out with Parker, aka PM Beta, over Zoom video. PM Beta talks about being born and raised in Kansas City, Missouri, and how he got into music. Both of his parents are band leaders. They both teach music and run the high school and middle school bands. So Parker was born into music. He started playing piano at a very early age, trumpet at a very early age, did that in the jazz band through school, ended up attending college for music, but truly had a passion for hip hop and creating beats. And he knew he wanted to be an artist around 11 years old. So he did that for a while. He talked about some successful moments he had towards the end of high school and early in college. He talked about an early success on TikTok that he had with the song, Nobody Came to My Party. Teaming up with a gaming streamer who was big in Minecraft and uh, putting out a song called Road Trip, which is near 100 million plays on Spotify. And he also talks to us about his most recent success and the huge TikTok viral moment he had with the song called I Hate Her Boyfriend's Face, which is the newest song that PM Beta has out. He talks to us about how that song was put together, putting the TikTok video out, and the future plans for uh, his new music. You can watch our interview with Parker on our Facebook page and YouTube channel at Bringing It Backwards. It would be awesome if you subscribe to our channel, like us on Facebook, and follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok at Bringing Back Pod. And if you're listening to this on Spotify, Apple Music, Google Podcasts, it would be incredible if you follow us there as well and hook us up with a five-star review. We'd appreciate your support if you follow and subscribe to our podcast wherever you listen to podcasts. We're bringing it backwards with PM Beta. All right. Oh, like there we go. <laughs> my bad. It was on the, it was on the wrong uh, thing on my, my preamp. Oh, no, no worries, man. Thank you so much for doing this. Yeah, no problem. I appreciate the 15-minute grace period, man. Oh, dude, no worries. No worries at all. Uh, hopefully you're all right. And the, <laughs> I think they said you had to go to the doctor or something. Yeah, it's all good, though. <laughs> it's because it's I, honestly, I scheduled an appointment after this uh, oh. interview but i thought this that was when i thought this interview was at 8 30 i don't know why i thought it was at 8 30 oh no worries dude uh, totally cool i appreciate you being here i'm excited to chat with you yeah hell yeah me too man awesome awesome well uh my name is adam and this podcast is about you your journey in music and of course we'll talk about the the new song that you have out sweet i love talking about myself and my music <laughs> So, <laughs> perfect perfect this will be perfectly easy for you then um sweet so talk to me where were you born and raised i was born in kansas city missouri actually okay. um and yeah a lot of people get that confused with you know kansas city kansas but there's like two of them so i'm the, <laughs> I'm, I'm the missouri one right You're from the kansas city missouri side <laughs> gotcha yeah. yeah yeah what was it's it like a, growing up there uh it was pretty cool it's uh you know, I went to the school called uh, Lincoln Prep, and it's a very culturally diverse school. A lot of like, even like famous jazz musicians went there, like Charlie Parker, who I'm named after, and like Kevin oh, Mahogany and everything like that. Yeah, it's just a very, it's like a very big city on on jazz, a lot of jazz clubs and and uh, barbecue as well. So that's sick too. That's amazing! Wow, just so you're like named after Charlie? Yeah, you're named after Charlie Parker then? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Wow, his music must be huge in your household. 
Yeah, definitely. Is both of my parents are uh, are band directors. My dad was actually like my jazz band teacher and everything. So really, whoa. Okay, so both that you must have been just thrown right into music then. Yeah, low key. I didn't even have much of a. I didn't really have much of a choice to be honest. But. <laughs> so what did you start off playing? What was the first instrument you got put in on? Uh, first thing was piano. Okay. Uh, and then I got, they made me uh, play trumpet, which now I love and everything. I, pu- I put like in all my songs. Um, but yeah, those are like my main, <laughs> my main two. Okay. So piano and then trumpet. And with, yeah. with that, like, how old are you when you start playing piano? Oh, I was like second grade is when I started taking like actual lessons instead of just like my dad teaching me. So okay. I don't know how old you are in second grade. I was like 10 probably yeah maybe a little younger but that yeah okay wow so so but well real quick both your parents are band leaders you said do they lead like big orchestras in town or uh no they're like both teachers oh they're both teachers wow my mom teaches like uh middle school band and my dad does well he just retired from you know the high school me and my sister Mm -hmm. went to but uh now he's about to be an orchestra director not just band um in orchestra so he's going to be solely an orchestra director somewhere else for middle school and high school i believe that's amazing wow yeah. so you were put obviously in jazz band as a kid and then yeah you did how was it like going to school with your dad as the teacher was that oh that's a <laughs> man that's a great question uh no it's cool i got a ride to school and stuff but that ride happened to be like two hours before school started um oh which sucked and then uh he's a very he's a funny guy at, at my expense. So just a lot of uh, being made fun of in class, but really? Okay. Uh, so he, yeah. he leaned into the fact that he was your dad. Oh yeah. He definitely did. He, he thought it was funny. And I guess looking back now, yeah, it's funny, but like back then I was like, he, really, yeah, <laughs> he called funny. me out. Oh really? Mm-hmm. <laughs> wow. And there. you played trumpet in that band or in the, the jazz band? Yeah, jazz band and then like, you know, like wind ensembles and orchestra sometimes and all that. That was like my main. And then I played it through college as well. Didn't finish college yet, but for the majority of it. Sure. Well, it looks like your music career is already like up and running. So, yeah, it's kind of <laughs> it's kind of going there anyway. So sure. Sure. Where were you going to school in, in Missouri? Yeah, I was going to school in, in Missouri. Uh, it kind of just went to a, a cheaper one that had music technology and stuff because i wanted to get into like producing mm-hmm. i mean actually i've always wanted to be like an artist i knew what i wanted to do since i was like 11 you know really yeah so it's like uh basically over half my life um but now it's so but i went there because i was like you know my parents education is important to them sure and all that so i was like oh, i gotta sorry my cat's just like speeding around the room we got the zoomies right now oh all good but yeah <laughs> i've seen some I, photos I, of him on your instagram i think yeah. <laughs> yeah. his name's chance i named him after chance the rapper oh um, that's cool yeah so but basically back to the back to the college thing yeah i went i went to university of central missouri i uh, didn't quite finish it but i was like like a semester or two away which okay. i'll get there you know you can always go back yeah exactly <laughs> it's like <laughs> it's not going anywhere yeah, <laughs> wow well when you said you knew what you wanted to do you wanted to be an artist you knew that from like age 11 uh what yeah. was it was there something that like sparked that interest or it, did you want to be 
doing like what you're kind of doing now or was it like you want to be a jazz musician or like was that kind of the route you wanted to take uh honestly it was never i was never like oh i want to be a you know a jazz trumpet player or anything like that um honestly like didn't like the trumpet for a minute because i was like oh this i'm being forced to do this i don't want to do oh sure but like i was always just writing songs and my favorite part of like piano lessons was when she would let me you know compose my own stuff and i would like record on like some old cassette recorder that my parents had and all that until eventually like i started like really getting into like rap music and i was like oh i want to rap like i want to be a rapper and stuff like that so i started leaning into that heavily and you know recording on old usb mics that my parents had from like college mm-hmm. when they had to that was if they i don't know if they had usb mic maybe it was early teaching or something it was like an old usb mic right that i started recording on and like you know uh, a computer that was like built with like spare parts and everything so learning all that on like like free programs like audacity and everything uh-huh so I was just kind of like going in on on all of that stuff. And then that led into, I don't know, throughout like middle school, high school, just rapping. I started like getting more into like singing. And then through college, like it was really when I started getting into singing. And now it's like I'm basically like a pop writer, right? Mm-hmm. Who With like a hip hop influence at this point and jazz influence. So it's kind of it's all kind over of the place. Yeah, yeah, definitely but, evolved. Yeah, it's just because music is just there's so many cool aspects of it, you know, like I never used to like country music and now I can appreciate it and like listen to country music and just be like, Oh my God. Cause some of the writing on there is like, Oh, crazy. Incredible. yeah. I, I just leave, recently moved to Nashville and uh, I'm from Southern California from San Diego. And I, I thought so. I was moving to like a total country town. I'm like, I don't even really know the music. And you know, I move here. Not, I mean, sure. There's a ton of country artists here, but there's also artists from all genres. And I never really understood country until i moved here and i'm like wow like these are some of the best like songwriters there are yeah you know what i mean yeah. like when it comes to like lyrics and, and writing a good song uh because i'm just thinking of like you know just the traditional not traditional i guess like the very far like pop radio like trucks and you yeah. know bud light and you know whatever like that wasn't what i was into and then like i come here and i'm like hearing some of these songs like whoa like this is incredible. Stuff. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. You already know then. Yeah, I went to Nashville for like a, a a riding trip, and that's when I was like, honestly, like I really love Los Angeles right now. Like compared to like you know growing up in the Midwest all my life, it was cool. But I feel like Midwest for me feels like I don't know default. Right? It's mm. just kind of like not boring, but like very regular. Then come in here, it's like crazy. And I'm like still caught up in all like the craziness. Like, you know, I'm young. So I feel like there's going to be a point in my life where I'm like, yo, this is all right. This is a little too much. <laughs> um, <laughs> and then I was thinking about that. Like when I went to Nashville, I was like, dang, this is like, you get music out here and all that, but you could also like kind of chill. Oh yeah. Pace of life is so, so, so much slower. Yeah. So it's, it's wild. Cause like, even out here, it's just a lot of like, well, yeah, like you said, pace of life is slower. It's weird. Cause out here, it's just like a lot of people were like doing a lot, just trying to like pretend to be relaxed, you know, like, you know, it's like <laughs> a lot a of stressed good. out people just trying to like fake it and be like, Oh no, I'm in, I'm by the beach. I'm chilling. But like, no, you're not. It's like, no. it's not like on some New York's like, at least in New York, people are like, go, 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 go. Not, not lying. Not like faking it, not lying about it. Like here it's like, no, I'm by the beach. I got to like, I'm not stressed. 
Yeah, I'm chill. And it's like, mm-hmm. but meanwhile, like you have to work fifty thousand things to live and be chill by the beach. <laughs> yeah, that's facts. You gotta do everything. <laughs> I don't get it. Oh, that's funny. So, were you writing beats and and all that when you were fourteen, fifteen? All when you were starting to write the rap music, were you writing the beats as well, or just pulling them off YouTube? Uh, it all started with like first doing like remixes to songs that I liked. Oh, okay. And then it started with like, oh, now I'm getting YouTube beats. And then when I was, and that was like for the first couple of years. And then I started producing for real, like around like 14, like into middle school, beginning of high school is when I started getting into it. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I just kept that up throughout it. And it became less and less uh, production by other, like just by YouTubers and stuff like that, YouTube beat makers, and then more by me. And then until I got to like end of high school, beginning of college. And that's when I was like, oh, this is all me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then eventually, you know, you get to a point when it's like, oh, now like you're not just getting beats off YouTube. Now you meet these producers and now you're working with like crazy. That was like right when COVID happened is when I started like, okay, I'm not just producing everything myself anymore. I met some people who became friends and like, then we start making music together and it really feels uh-huh. like, like a community thing, you know, like collaboration online and stuff like that. And that's where it was like, okay, cool. I could learn a lot from these people. It's not just like, cause I had it in my head for the, for a minute. I'm like, I don't want anyone else touching my my beats. I don't want anyone touch like that's on me now. Like I had that in my head. Like I got to do everything myself. Sure. But then it's like, dang, when you when you have a mindset like that, you close yourself off uh, from a lot of like uh, knowledge. Like you can learn a lot of stuff from producers, and that's like my favorite thing. You know, going into sessions, I've learned a lot more in sessions. I would say than I probably did in school for mm-hmm. like for specifically what I want to do. Right. Mm-hmm. Cause I still use a lot of the like theory knowledge and everything that I've learned. And even like ear training stuff from school, like every day, I'm not, I'm not going to lie about that. Even though like some, there was like a point where I kind of resented going to college. Cause I was like, oh, I want music so bad. But now it's like, nah, I actually use a lot of that stuff, but I still, I'm still like actively learning in every single studio session, asking questions to these people. And it's really fun to like work with, you know, there's a lot of great producers, but not every great producer is like a great sort of like, doesn't have that sort of like knowledge of theory, like, you know, education based. Right. Yeah. You can speak the language when it, when it comes to the different parts of the songwriting process, like, you know, it should go with notes and what ones go where. And yeah, I'm sure that helps immensely in your writing. It does, but it's like, not a lot of people like really feel the music rather than like analyze it. And that's like something that I really respect too, because growing up in like where I was just always learning music, it's sometimes hard for me to like step back and like, just feel it. Mm-hmm. but so it's cool i get that i get that kind of like i kind of learn stuff from people who just feel music more than like study it but then the people who study it i'm like over here like talking about progressions like how does this work how does this work what's this passing chord how does this note fit into here it's not diatonic like all that stuff and it's that's really fun too so i just like try to ask so many questions and if you do that it's like honestly you get something from every studio session even if it's not like a crazy song you still get something you know because mm-hmm. like i uh I've, I've like really gone to the point where it's like, I do my best writing when I'm just like alone. Right. But I make the best songs when I'm with other people. So it's kind of crazy. I usually start something myself. Mm-hmm. It's like with a guitar, piano, just like something that's all me, just a concept. And then I take it and I go somewhere. So, oh, so you'll like, have like a demo or, or a concept. And then when you go meet up with someone else to collaborate on the song, that's when it becomes yeah, like next 100%. level. Yeah, it's kind of like homework. I give myself homework because it's like I'm like, oh, I have a session tomorrow. That means tonight, if I don't have something already, I'm coming up with something that I'm taking to that session tomorrow. And it makes me like also 
get in the mindset of what who who is a session with right mm-hmm. is it with like a hip hop producer is it with a pop producer a very musical person a beat maker right it's like and i take that and i'm like okay that i'm going to keep that in my head when i start writing mm-hmm. whatever i write right now even if it's just like a hook just like a hook in a verse like it makes everything go by a lot smoother i'm not just sitting there feeling like oh they're waiting on me to come up with something you know mm-hmm. that sort of like studio pressure did those doors open up more for you when you started getting, you know, a lot of streams and more success on your end? Yeah, they definitely, they definitely did. Like if it wasn't for, I mean, I did this song. I, first of all, everything was like slowly going up for a mm-hmm. minute. And then even with like TikTok and just my music in general online, but then a, this Minecraft uh, YouTuber and, and Twitch streamer uh, reached out because he saw one of my TikToks where I would just like write songs to people's comments. And he's like, yo, I kind of want to get into music. Would you help me? And I was like, bet we hop in discord. You know, I got some other producers that I met during COVID and all that. Um, we, we link up, we make a song, we put it out. And that's what got me a lot of attention, especially from like labels and, mm, and okay. stuff like that. And what, which, what song was that? I'm just curious. Cause you have a ton it was of called, there. Yeah, it was a, it was called road trip. Okay, so that the, was the one the, near a billion plays or whatever it has like a 95 or like maybe near plays. 100, 100 million, 100 million yeah. or yeah, it's some crazy number. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like, yeah, he has such a big following. So I'm really blessed that I was able to like, first of all, just meet him. But second of all, like work with him, write the song and, and feature on it. That was mm-hmm. super fun, too. That's awesome. So you, you started off, you said with is where um, for your sorry for your TikTok was just like writing songs based on people's comments. Yeah, well, even before before yeah. that, like my TikTok really started because there was this uh, TikTok account at the time. I mean, now they don't really just make TikToks, but it was this TikTok account called Live Two, right? Live to Create, and mm-hmm. they their big thing was like showcasing all these crazy artists that nobody knows about. Sure, and so I DM them my song, and then a month later they get back to me. They was like, "Oh, sorry, I just checked the M's. We love this song. We're about to make a video to it right now." They made a video to it that they put on YouTube, but then they also made a TikTok out of it. He's like, all right, I'm about to post this TikTok. And at the time, like their account was like everything they would post was like going crazy. Right. Mm-hmm. So they were like, you should make a TikTok account. And I had one, but like, I didn't really get it. Like it wasn't really for with music at all. It was just like some stupid stuff. Right. And then I was like, oh, okay. So I like deleted everything. And I, I like edited a whole, like, hi, I'm PM beta. This is my TikTok channel. Follow me for the journey or whatever. Right. And then he, he posted his TikTok about my song. Then I posted mine. And then all the people from there came to mine. And then boom, stuff just started like shooting up. I was like, oh my God, what's happening? Then I made like a whole like series. Like I'm gonna try to make a viral song in a week. And that didn't happen. But uh-huh. that got me like, I don't know, like 200,000 followers. Yeah. Oh my yeah, gosh. Like looking for that whole week. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, ba- I'm famous now. Oh, this is weird. This is weird. And like people were recognizing me in the city just for my little series that I was doing, which I was making a skit about making a song every single day, which was literally took my entire day. Every single day, it took my entire day. I didn't eat. I didn't eat because I was like filming with my friends and then editing and and all that. I was like, what the? And the song was already made beforehand. So that was lucky. But but still, I mean, that's how much work goes into just doing social media. I mean, like that's people think that it's like, oh, he just has to go on his phone for 35 seconds a day and go blah, 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 or whatever. And it's like, no, th- those videos nah. don't land like the one and you have to keep pushing content, keep, keep, keep going and going and going. Or it's like no one will care anymore. Right. I right. Mean, right. And everybody I know for real, like that 
that puts out content like it comes from them like they edit it they film it like the biggest artists that are signed to like the biggest labels that i'm friends with is like they're still doing it all themselves like they got to come mm-hmm. up with ideas because that's how they started and that's how the label wants them to keep keep doing it right like right because it'll change right the tone of the videos would change the style could change if, if somebody else is doing it there it's not coming right. off of what you're doing or whoever 100%. it is yeah that's why it's but but crazy thing is like when that live two stuff happened like you know i think that got me more attention like on TikTok. what was the like, song okay. with live two so it wasn't actually a oh the song that I, they showcased was nobody came to my party okay that was um, that one yeah that was nobody okay. came to my party so i was like a minute ago but you um, had two records before that or an ep and an album right with the museum before that and uh yeah Eight Away facades came out and those was those just like things that you were putting out like as you were yeah 100%. trying to do the artist project like it didn't turn like the turning point was when the minecraft video happened well there's like a lot of weird turning points if you okay. go back like far enough like i used to do rap contests like online submit them and like it's just like so many small things that just start okay. building up like I remember I got like top 17 on one of them, which was, it was just like, there's a lot of submissions. And then like, I would do rap contests with my friends and then we just keep going up, going up, placing, placing a little higher. And then eventually I got to like college. And then this, this YouTube channel called promoting sounds started posting my music a little bit. And I was like, Oh, that's crazy. Cause like I had friends that that were like, wait, this is you on there. Cause they listened to their account already on YouTube. And then that's cool. Beginning. Yeah. That was, it was crazy for me at the time I was like screaming. Cause it was, I had like for real, nothing. That was like freshman year. No, I love to hear these stories. That's amazing. Okay. So real quick. So bad. This is freshman year of high school. This is happening. Of college. This oh, is college. Freshman year of college. Okay. Yes. But still, yeah. I mean, wow, that must've been huge. And your, was, so your friends are like, Oh my gosh, like this is you like what? Yeah. That was crazy to me. And then, you know, I put out the next album that like, I was like, producing in the studios like at my college and stuff that i had access to and then from there you know it goes to i think the next big thing was like kind of like covid well i got managers and like i started meeting like up with like this producer named brian kennedy just like learning more about the industry because he's from kansas city as well the brother of one of my managers and everything and then covid happened right the mm-hmm. middle of sophomore year i had all this music like i was like okay i kind of like found my sound at that point at least the foundation of what my sound became and then TikTok and Live 2 happened. That kind of blew me up a little bit. I started meeting other artists in like this thing collective at the time called 404, just like, you know, 404 Vincent, Rosie, like these other artists. That oh, like, I know Rosie. Yeah. Yeah. yeah popping he's... off in like the, like the Fortnite scene. Yeah. He was, he did that video with the dudes from the Phase House or yeah, Hype House or Phase oh, House. Oh, Phase. Yeah. Yeah, phase, yeah, yeah. Yeah. They're in the, they're in the video. Yeah, I've interviewed him a few times. He's such a cool dude. I think yeah, he just got too. married or he, he was engaged recently. Got yeah, engaged. Yeah. yeah. He's yeah, a good he's guy. Doing, he's doing great, man. And so that plus, you know, I met another manager. Then I did a distribution deal with these Fortnite like marketers. So my music oh, wow. started going up on in that scene. And then from there, you know, the dream stuff happened all of a sudden because I just kept the TikTok like thing going. And then boom labels start reaching out distribution companies and i also signed as a songwriter to apg so i signed a 300 this uh-huh. was like in 2021 beginning of 2021 okay i signed as an artist to 300 which is now like also electra yeah and then i signed to apg as a songwriter then i came to la and then after so you were when you signed minute, these deals and you were doing that you were still living in kansas city 
Yeah, all this stuff. Well, actually, I was living in Warrensburg, which is where UCM is. It's like a smaller town right outside of Kansas City. And okay. that was interesting. Very, it was like a small town. Like I was like isolated from everything. All I had was the internet for real. It was wild. But, and then, you know, I hear her boyfriend's face starts going up just because I keep learning about songwriting. And just honestly, I, ever since I got here, I feel like I became the best musician possible just because I've learned so much. Mm-hmm. Like possible, at, like, I can keep getting better. You know what I mean? But I've very reached, I've reached my potential in terms of how fast I get. Like this is the fastest I've ever gotten better in my life. Wow. If that makes sense. No, it totally does. Just like how, because now you're around what would be probably the best of the best. Right. And so you're picking up from them. It's like, you always want to be around people that can help elevate. You get better at baseball. If you played with all the guys that were, much right, better right, than you, right? right? You picked stuff up yeah. faster Fact, than if yeah. you were. Yeah. So, wow. Okay. So this thing starts happening. You start getting these deals and this all came out of what the success of maybe the TikTok stuff and then having mm. these deals of, you know, with YouTube and, you know, the Fortnite, Minecraft, all that stuff. And then yeah. you move to LA and the, is the first time you've, the first song you've put out since living in LA is that I hate my, uh, I hate her boyfriend's face. Uh, no, the first one. Well, I put out favorite song and then I moved to LA. Okay. Um, there's like been a few, like too little, too late, huh? And 85, I put mm-hmm. out while I was here, but okay. I hate her boyfriend's face was like, like the biggest, <laughs> like sure. TikTok and everything. Okay. So you put that, what the teaser up on TikTok, which the video is so rad that you did it for TikTok. It's like the silhouette of you. Like, yeah, that was also the- spur of the moment. Like I was like, I just made that song. Cause again, I did the thing right that day. I had like a session. But the day before that, the night before that, like, I was like, damn, I got to write something for this session, you know? And so I was like, uh, I was just sitting in my bed writing. And then also I was going through some stuff at the time too. So mm-hmm. it kind of like worked itself out. I kind of like forced myself to write it, even though I probably, it was stuff I didn't want to say, you know, I didn't want to, it's kind of hard to like admit something like that to yourself, much less put it into a, a song. Mm-hmm. But then I took that to the session with me. We finished it up and then I put it on TikTok. The next day, right? I was like late to like a, a concert, uh, like a David Hugo with Nicky Yor concert or something like that. Okay. Um, I was late to it because I was <laughs> I was making that little the little <laughs> silhouette thing. I was like, I had I don't even know what possessed me to make that. Honestly, like I don't know why. And I and I posted that at night, and which I usually don't, and it went up, and who, whatever, man, it just happened. Just oh my happened. gosh. That's so crazy. I mean, to have two like big, big viral moments like that. Right. I mean, cause you had the one yeah. huge one in the beginning with the, that company pushing it out. And then it's like, you know, hundreds of, you said a couple hundred thousand followers you get like what real fast. Yeah. 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 And then this next one. And then a lot of, I've always gone like mini viral. Right. Uh-huh. But, but like with like sometimes with the little comment songs and, and everything like that, this last one, but to have like, like what's my song, right? I mean, they're all my songs, but it's like one that I'm I want to put out. It's not just like a joke, it's not like somebody else's story. It's like this is me, like this is this right, is my shit. yeah, a vulnerable song, and then like the lyrics and everything. I mean, it's a such a cool song, and the fact it. that Thank it you. like resonated with so many people is I think because of the honesty of it, yeah, and also it, that's like it's crazy to me to think like how my music can impact people. And this is just a great example of it. And not just mine, but like music in general. Right. And I'm just like a small piece in that whole, that whole situation. Like I was 
like thinking back to it, like I used to want to rap because I wanted to be cool. Like I know that now, like I wanted to like, I wanted people to like me. Like mm-hmm. I loved music and stuff, but like I wanted to be a rap because like I wanted people to, I wanted to be famous. I wanted to be cool, like sure center of attention and not be kind of like a joke. <laughs> Cause I was like, kind of like that in middle school when I was doing music. But now, now it's like, I'm at the point where it's like, I could care less about that. I just want, I would rather my music instead of just a million people hear it. I want like at least like 10 people to listen to it and get something from it. You know, mm-hmm. like that, that sort of thing. It's like seeing the DMS I get about how it impacted like people's lives and stuff. That means so much more to me than even the numbers do. Like, it's crazy. Like, that's the reason why, like now I know I'm at a point where I know like I, I write music for me. Like I make music mm-hmm. for myself cause I like it. This is my thing. I need it. Like I need air to breathe. Right. But I release music for other people. Mm. I know that like when I when I put out a song, I, I don't listen to it again. I listen to it so much like it's out. OK, cool. I only listen to my own unreleased stuff when I listen to myself. It's, and that just kind of shows me like I, I release it and it's somebody else's. Right. And they get what they get from it. And it's kind of like a trade off. And I yeah, I just I think it's crazy the way that like I feel like a superhero sometimes. Right. Just because it's like I can make people feel a certain way just from the words that I say and no for sure it's, it's amazing though i mean to the, if you listen to the song it's like wow like everyone has that those moments like you listen to the song it's like okay like this i would say a majority of people have had those feelings right like right, you're right, like, right. like like the way that you you do is so creative and and clever but it's like oh that, that's why it hits so with people because it's like oh i've had i've felt like that before like this right. you know this person is telling my story right now as as i listen and it's wild because when I when I wrote the song, I wasn't thinking about anybody but me. Right. And that's right. And then but then seeing how like other people can relate to it just shows me like they're like, I'm glad I like they tell me like, oh, they're glad that, you know, they're not alone. They don't feel alone. When they listen to the song. It's like someone else. I'm like, when you tell me stuff like this, I don't feel alone. Like, it's crazy. <laughs> it's like, what about like even me? I'm like, damn, I was just doing this because I was right about my own my own stuff. But like seeing everybody else is like, yo, I go through this. I'm like, wow, I'm not weird. Like honestly seeing the reactions to the song when I, when I put it out was one of the, the things that like helped me get out of that funk. Right. Like mm-hmm. I was like, dude, this is, it made me feel like low key stronger. Cause like, I don't know. Like I, I felt like that, that came as a result of me letting other people like put me through so much stuff, you know, throughout my whole life, because I felt like my whole self-worth was determined upon like what other people said and thought about mm-hmm. me. Right. Which I mean, even then, like me wanting to make music because I was I wanted to be cool. Right. Right. Like there's like a whole like realization I had to go through. And it's sick that that like other people well, it's not great that other people are experiencing this type of negative negative emotion. But it's cool that I'm not alone. Right. Right. So, and it's cool that they have somebody to, you know, like relate to like, oh, my gosh, like he's going through the same thing as me. And maybe there's a fan of your previous TikTok videos or your previous things that you're in. Like, oh, my God. And, and also he also deals with this. Like, it, yeah. I just, it's cool to have, you know, um, you know, be able to relate with people like that. And that's what I think pulls people pulls people closer, especially with TikTok. I mean, I've heard a lot of people talk about, you know, when it comes to like mental health or whatever, like these people will get like, ad, they'll get on TikTok and talk about their pro- like problems that they're having. And then other people are like, oh my gosh, like I, I also have those problems. Like right. I'm dealing with the same stuff. So it's like, you're almost like, it's a give and take with everyone else. Like your fans essentially directly. Yeah. hundred percent. That's like, and that's cool that that platforms like this are, are 
even though TikTok can get stressful and everything like that, it, you can see a lot of people and a lot of people can see you. Mm-hmm. Right? And everyone Just, has a it. similar, I mean, essentially everyone's on an equal playing field with TikTok too, which I think is so crazy, right? I mean, if you're on Instagram, you, I, mean, it's, I guess if you have like reels or whatever, but like if you have 500,000 followers and I have 10 followers, like I'm 10, maybe 10 people will see mine and maybe a percentage of your, your followers will see your stuff. Like with TikTok, if it goes on that for you page, I mean, you have the same chance as everyone else. hundred percent. That's why that's like, it's crazy. Like the idea of TikTok, like, again, like I have at first, sometime I held some resentment toward it too, just cause I'm like a lot of stuff. Cause it, just like something that you post could just go viral out of nowhere. Right. Something that, that you post that you put a lot of effort and time into right could do like nothing right so it's 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 like such a if you hold too much weight on that right you can resent it really easily sure and and but that still doesn't change the fact that like it's a crazy <laughs> platform that does a lot for so many people and oh i know i think it's so, so many, it's made creators. so many careers out of you know songwriters and and created such a it changed the music industry i mean it changed legitimately it like did it's mm-hmm. nuts. And with the fact that I've actually had a lot of conversations with people that have had, you know, big moments on TikTok or they have a, a they are a TikTok influencer or whatever. And it's getting the people, getting people to actually leave the app and go on to Spotify to stream the song. That's right. a, yeah. a challenge people are falling into and having. But with your song, I mean, it had like 40,000 pre-saves. So people are obviously like the song enough to be like, I'm going to be listening to this when it comes out, you know, no matter what, like I'm going to save it. Whereas some people are like, oh, like this is a cool viral moment on TikTok, but I, I don't know if I'm going to go like actually get out of this app and then try to find him on Spotify and then do Mm -hmm. this. Like the fact that it's translating onto your streams is, is really incredible. Yeah, that's crazy to me to think that too, just because I know like sometimes I'll be seeing stuff on TikTok and they're telling me to go other places. I'm like, no, I swipe. You know what I mean? <laughs> right, exactly. Even if I even if I like, I could like the TikTok and stuff, but I'm still like, no, I'm, I want to watch TikTok right now. Right, right. I yeah, I don't want to have to open another app and then go find, you know, it's, it's just like adding another step and getting somebody to take the next step, leaving right. what they're doing or pre-saving something elsewhere, knowing that they're going to have to come back to it. Like, that just it's such a whole another level of you know yeah it's incredible to me too like i, I didn't expect it i'm gonna be honest um i've never had like one of my songs like specifically like that i made like go i guess viral like mm-hmm. that i think at least to the extent that it did and so it's just like i don't know i'm not taking that for granted though because it doesn't mean like that happened once doesn't mean it's gonna happen every time right it kind of just raised the bar for me mm-hmm. thinking like oh, the next songs I have to put out have to be crazy. Like, they got to mean something or they got to make somebody feel a certain way. Like, this this has to fit, Mm -hmm. you know? Did that change how how you're writing the the next songs that you've been working on or not at all? I want to say, like, no. Like, I really want to be like, yo, I write all my stuff just without TikTok in mind. But now it's like, sometimes I'm thinking, like, what is going to be the moment that I would put on TikTok, right? Like, mm-hmm. where would I? That's not. It's not the priority, but it's always something I'm thinking about. Like, for example, I hate her boyfriend's face. Originally, that song was at 81 beats per minute, but it just didn't fit into a minute long snippet. Like, just oh. enough. 
And so I was like, oh, wow. So we went in and we had to warp all the audio. And we had to change it to 82 beats per minute just so it would fit in a minute long clip, like the, from the beginning of the song to the end of the hook, because you need that whole twist in there. Mm-hmm. So I literally changed the entire tempo and warped audio just so it would fit in like a TikTok clip. Yeah. Wow. So, yeah. That's so stuff like that. Like definitely I have to keep in mind now. Right. Interesting. No, for sure. I mean, I, I didn't mean like you're going to go try to chase that song and do the same thing again, but like, and you have to keep that in mind. Like, okay, I was vulnerable and I wrote the song and it resonated with people. Like that's probably something now in the back of your mind. Like, okay, I, when I approach this next song, I need to kind of be as, you know, vulnerable as prior. Yeah. Yeah. hundred percent. And it's crazy. Cause it's like, I mean, a lot of people like sad stuff, but I still have very vulnerable, like it, even I hear a boyfriend's face sounds a little happy, especially at the, like the, the post court, like the post. And yeah, I think that's why it works so well. <laughs> yeah, I guess, I guess so. And like, I even play, tr- I play trumpet in that one too, which is kind of like a happier instrument the way I played it. And it's yeah. like, I, <laughs> it's hard for me to make, like, I only have like two songs. I know that like sound sad that I've ever made, like not even out um, that sound sad and they are sad. A lot mm-hmm. of the sad songs I have are like, like oppose the beat heavily. Like I have mm-hmm. a song called Circus that I tease that's, that's not out yet, but um, I don't know. Hopefully it will be soon. And it's literally a, a song about, you know, being, feeling like you're a clown in this, in, in a girl's circus. Cause she's just playing with you. Right. Uh, I like that um, idea. Yeah. And it's like, but the whole thing is so happy. It sounds like <laughs> happy circus music. Like, <laughs> You know, I take the dun dun da dun dun I take that and I flip it. I make it diatonic, and that's the whole post. And like, it's just like a chant, and it's like very pop, very very like upbeat, but it's like so sad and, and true. So it's like it's vulnerable, but like whatever. At least it's like something you could dance to or like vibe right. to, right? Uh-huh. That's usually it, the type of sad songs I make are like they're sad. Like the lyrics are so sad, but hey whatever you can still vibe to it right yeah it's got some step in it like that that's funny um, it's like me like not wanting to be sad it's i think i think that's where everything comes from it's like <laughs> mm, yeah i mean i'll say I'll, I'll say i'll talk about it but like i don't want to feel sad like right i'll be sad but i don't want to feel sad and like the I'm music happy telling you how sad i am <laughs> yeah 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 it's like i feel like it's like a whole like denial thing which is why my music sounds like that a lot <laughs> <laughs> well dude i love what you're doing um are you just the plan to just continue to write songs and put them out as, as you are, or are you going to work on like a, I know you put out like an EP before and in an album. Is that something that you want to do again? Right. Yeah. I want to put out an album so bad. Actually, it just has to be like the right time. You feel mm-hmm. me? I have so many songs. I think it'll be crazy. Like I'm, I'm, I have the best songs I've ever written, like in my, my, iCloud drive you know what i mean just like sitting on my phone just like nobody has heard them yet i'm gonna start teasing a lot of them on tiktok and everything just to see you know gauge the reaction like what what are people going to be able to get from this um because i'm not i'm not them again i wrote that for myself right so right um but i guess it's sort of like i just have to test the waters with with a lot of the stuff so i know it's like the right time for Mm -hmm. for the most part um i just wanted to make the greatest impact that it can uh, but up next actually is, which I'm about to announce today or tomorrow, right? Uh, is a remix of I Hate Her Boyfriend's Face. Uh, oh, cool. Featuring Mike, Mike uh, Posner. So, Really? Yeah, that's crazy. Oh, he made wow. A, he made a TikTok. 
a duet to it and i'm like we were able to secure it and it's fun like it's just crazy to me it blows my mind that he even pay attention to something like sure. that that's so, so rad so there's a remix with 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 mike posner in it coming out yep yep that's that's coming next i think in in a few weeks and then after that there'll be another single don't know what it is yet i'm gonna let tiktok decide which one comes out next right uh but and then hopefully an ep slash album after that full of all, the rest of everything else that i'm like really passionate about and we'll see awesome. where it goes from there. Awesome, awesome. I love it, man. Well, thank you so much, Parker, for doing this. I really appreciate it. 100%, man. Thank you so much for having me on. Like, it was just great to talk to you. You're yeah, this is a great awesome. guy to talk to. Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. I love, again, I love what you're doing. Um, I, I have one more quick question. I want to know if you have any advice for aspiring artists. Yeah, 100%. I, I just want to say make sure you're making music for the right reason, right? Because if you're doing that and your intentions are good, then like you're going to get there. Like there's, if you have that sort of like passion about it, that sort of motivation and you like eat, sleep and breathe music for the right reasons, it'll happen. And I know that's kind of sounds generic, but if you really think about what I just said, it's like, for me, I made the most progress with my music and the most stuff started happening when I started like really appreciating what i had already done right when i started appreciating the music and falling in love with that and then appreciating the reactions that i got from people not just because i wanted to be famous and everything like that like you got to really love what you do um and if you really love something you're going to put the effort in like into it so it's just like you know be honest with yourself i guess that that would be my uh my advice because like i I mean a lot of people give advice like oh make like make sure you post this make sure you avoid this but really it all comes down to like fundamentally like how much you love it 